You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. This is where we chat and debate all the major stories from every single Premier League match weekend. You can subscribe and listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, Robbie Earl, just some of the topics mm -hmm. on today's show. We're going to talk about yep. Chelsea rescuing a point against Leicester. Jurgen Klopp's men win again. Bruno Fernandes made his debut for Manchester United. Arsenal held goalless at Burnley. But first, yeah. we have to talk about today's dramatic match between Spurs and Manchester City, an incredible game that literally yeah. had everything in terms uh -huh. of, of what a game brings. Red cards, decisions, goals, sending-offs, uh, mm. penalty misses, etc., etc. Now, just uh, you know what I want to do first, Rob? I want to start off with the major decisions, the VAR calls and that. Before we get on to the bigger picture of this match, should, okay. we, just, should we just quickly go through the, the big decisions in the game? Now, okay. mm -hmm. Raheem Sterling's yeah. challenge that went to VAR, yellow card was given on Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Um, and then VAR looked at it and said, you know what, yellow card's okay. Yeah. Given what we've seen with red cards from Aubameyang and yeah. Son and others this yeah. season, i kind of a little surprised that it wasn't given a red card when you look at the slow yeah. motion. It looks pretty bad. What did Absolutely. you think on this first one? Absolutely agree with you. Uh, it, it looked and felt in, in a similar vein to Aubameyang's. Yeah. So that surprised me that it wasn't changed. The other thing, Rob, and, and you might know better than me, I thought we were now in a position where if we, we had that situation where it, it's been deemed a yellow, mm. VAR might look at it, that the referee was going to go to the side yeah. and take a look himself. That yeah. never happened. Yeah. It, it, VAR then decided that it, was, it wasn't deemed as a clear and obvious error to give a yellow, so the yellow stood. And that's why I was scratching my head, because I thought the new directive would come from the Premier League, that referees would go to the side, would take an, another look, would have some communication with VAR, and decide between themselves whether it was worthy of a red. So, again, I was slightly scratching my head. One, that I thought it would get upgraded, but two, more, certain, more, more to the point, that the referee didn't go and have another look and see some of the pictures that we've seen. The referee, off one look at it, has probably thought he's caught a bit of the ball and caught his angle. But I think if he goes and looks at the monitor, I think Ryan Sterling seemed red. Yeah, it's one of those. I, I totally agree. I mean, I think we're seeing that... Um... We have seen it again this weekend. I like it when the referee owns it, owns the decision, mm. goes back and looks again. Now, Absolutely. Another, I mean, there were so many incidents, but let's jump on to the, to the actual penalty that was awarded, that, of course, yeah. wasn't <laughs> awarded initially, when Sergio in time, reaches yeah. around Sergio Aguero mm. and kind of indicates yeah. that, that he's mm. got the ball. Play continues for almost two minutes before VAR yeah. gets into the ear and the, the appropriate time is where the game can stop, where, where Mike Dean can say, you know what, he gives a VAR sign and points to the spot. 
Give me your give me your sense of all that. Was it the right call and the procedure that we had to see there? The procedure that we that we went through, issue, Rob. Honestly, I I felt like I'd had another birthday in between the two, the incident <laughs> happening and it being called. It seemed it felt like an age, and, and it felt as though. And, and my worry was, and I think you might mention it on 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 air, is that. What Spurs? What if, if Spurs are discording that time? I know. Are we then saying sorry, Spurs fans? Yeah. Forget your cheering. Yeah, we're going your back. Celebration. Yeah. Those two minutes to that challenge there. Something yeah. there feels to me, Rob, that isn't right. And and I know it can't be looked at now. And we, we are where we are. I think going forward, that's something that, that again Premier League have got to look at and for. And somehow, I don't know if it's a halfway line of the ball passing over the halfway line. That you stop it there and you go and look and and some just some way we can speed that up because. <laughs> I think we got to the right decisions. I just felt the time that it took us to get there were, was rocky. There was so many kind of other things that could have popped up along that route that it, I, you know, it just felt again as though, um, you know, it's just VAR needs a little bit of tweaking. It's time but, but taken, it got the right, it? It, it, yeah, the time. But it got the right decision. I thought it was a, I thought it was a penalty. It's, it's the right, it's the right decision. But I yeah. think I thought it should have been done a lot quicker than that. Yeah. And if it's a clear and obvious error, which how it can was, we speed that up though? We, well, we need something. That, that allows a referee, and is it crossing the halfway line? Where's the ball? Is, no. Goes it over to, to the second no, half? No, 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 no. Let, let me. Uh, if if the VR looks at it yeah. and quickly, I mean, for us in the studio, we of course we look at it too, and it's like you get one look, and you get the thing. Oh, he didn't get the ball. Yeah. Give me one yeah. more look. No, he didn't get the ball. I mean, what's that? Thirty seconds. And then when you're sure that it is a, a penalty, you should then say, Mike, stop the, stop the game. Because you, there's no debate about it. It's not going to go to the sideline if that's what's decided. It's like, stop the game, it's a, it's a penalty. And, and that's the whole point of not going to the sideline so it can be instant and it can be quicker. That's the frustrating. I mean, from then on, you'll talk about halfway line. Well, you can't... They've got to be definitive because if, if the referee wants to go look at the sideline, right, and goes over there and decides, no, I think he gets the ball, yeah, and you might have stopped a promise in attack. Then, do you? You, you might don't end up a... getting that full attack that might be where the ball ends up at the other, in the other 18-yard box, in the other team. Yeah, they deserve that attack. Goal. They deserve Sorry? that attack. If, if Mike Dean's going to go over, right, say you're going to stop, it goes over the halfway line, Spurs are yeah. counter-attacking, they're gonna, they're, yeah. and you say, yeah. well, they're over the halfway line, stop the game, mm. the referee yeah. goes over to, to look at the sideline yeah. uh, and says, well, actually, no, I think I am, I'm happy with my call, then Spurs might be annoyed that you haven't let that initial play go on, and then that moment is yeah, lost. But what are you, you saying about this 30 seconds? So when are, you gonna, when are you thinking of stopping the game, then? Well, as soon as the, if, if the VAR say, that's definitely a penalty, Mike, stop the game. Yeah, but I'm saying that, that if that point is, is on the halfway line, you've got enough time be, as the ball's been there, or consequence of the game, or a certain amount of time. I kind of think we may, we're, we're arguing a similar point. Yeah. Maybe it's it, it, it semantics of where it stopped it's just or how it, it stopped. Yeah. But I just think that the two minutes seems like an age. I mean, yeah. as I say, I'd, I'd had another birthday and no, we, no, was getting crazy. older yeah. at, at the time that it had come. And the penalty but was, we got to the right yeah, decision. we got to the right decision. Pen Penalty was, was not brilliantly taken by yeah. Gundogan, bit of a problem for City. Well saved by Lloris. And then we get the incident with Raheem Sterling. Um, the, what was interesting with that one, Rob, is we never really got a really good look of, of, it, of how much contact, if any, there was between Lloris and, and, and Sterling. Yeah, a, a couple of little looks. I know Graham so our, our great mm. friend in commentary, thought it was another penalty. Yeah. Well, again, we get extra looks in the studio, and, and I didn't think it was. I didn't think it's quite enough. Contact. No, I, I, what did that you was think? My, my first thought, no, that, it, that there wasn't quite enough. That, that Sterling always was was, was touching kind of on down, uh, and it? going down as he touched. Mm. His knee was almost on the floor as he touched the ball, as if yeah. like, 
I'm going down and there's going to be, you know, some kind of contact. Didn't feel there was enough contact. Didn't feel the way Sterling went down. Mm. I mean, then the argument is, should he have gotten, an, or some people were debating, should yeah, he have gotten another yellow? I don't yeah. think that's an issue there. Yeah. I think, again, he's gone. He's not deceived the referee. He's yeah. gone to try and win the ball. I'm happy with that. And um, that, that no, no second penalty was given. And just, just on the incidents, then we have the second yellow mm. card to Alexander Zinchenko. Yeah. Um, no debate there, was there? It was another second yellow, wasn't it? That, Absolutely that no barge. debate. It's, it's part of what Manchester City do, those tactical mm. fouls. If it's done higher up on yeah. the pitch, maybe doesn't get a yellow because it's not deemed. But all of a sudden, Winks can get a two-on-one. I think some at City have to accept is something that City do. Definitely a part mm. of the way they play. What I would say, Rob, is... is what I'm not having from Zinchenko is running from left back 60 yards to run up to some Spurs players to not even to, to push one or two of them on the chest and then run out and get a yellow first. Yeah. That is where I see his problem. I mean, what's yeah. he doing coming all that way? Yes, I know you want to support your players. Yes, I know there was a bit going on. But from left back, little Zinchenko running there yeah. to get himself a yeah, yellow good point. puts yeah. him in total jeopardy then to when he might have to make a foul for his team to save a situation. He now gets himself a but, red card. But it was a bad decision. But, you, but it was yeah. a bad decision because he knew what he was doing. He knew there was a break on, but this Absolutely, was so yeah. far ago. He... It was similar to the one um, Matic midweek, midweek, wasn't it, for Manchester United? Mm. Remember, Matic did, did a, a yeah, similar thing. He's an thing experienced and player. And yellow, should, you know, yeah. When that yellow card, you've got to be super yeah, careful. absolutely. Just on the, on the bigger picture so, of the game then, Rob, now we've mm. dealt with those, like, was, it, was it more about how good Spurs were staying in the game and how they deserved the win at the end? Or was it more about Man City wasting opportunities and shooting themselves in the foot? Can I go between the two? I've, okay. I've been sort of yeah. reading and people saying, is it a Mourinho masterclass? Mm. No, no. Well, it was a Mourinho mini class. Because yeah. for 70% of the game, they didn't have the ball, Rob. They're being drawn yeah. all over the place. They had Manchester City had 18 attempts on, on, on goal. One's hit the post. They've missed a penalty. They've got a man sent off. There were so many other things that they didn't control well, Spurs. But... Part of Mourinho, keep a clean sheet. I talked about it. I think they played Watford recently. Gazaniga makes a save there, mm -hmm. but I said just a clean sheet. Mm -hmm. That gives them a chance. Mm -hmm. They get the great goal from, from Bergwijn and, and, and obviously the, the sun slight deflection gets them yeah. the goals that they need. And they hung in there, Rob. They did what they needed to do. They rode a bit of luck. They hung in there. Let me give a little bit of credit to Jose. And this is where I say that, that little bit of detail in, in, in the mini class. The, the Chelsea corner that Winks reads... And nicks City, the ball. Man City corner. Man City, sorry, uh, yeah. corner. That, that Winks reads, that nicks a ball that sets a counter-attack. Might be Jose's detail on the training ground of watching City mm. and knowing that that might be a counter-attack situation. Mm. Just those little things, Rob, those defensive things where his mind can say, this is where they might be a little bit mm. vulnerable. Mm. Fair play to them because Winks picks it up drives away, Zinchenko comes, makes a foul, and all of a sudden the game's different. Mm. From detailed and on the training ground, which we know he's got a, a real great eye for on those little things. That In a game when he knows the opposition are going to have more ball, they dominated possession. They're, they're wasteful in front of goal at the moment, which is, is becoming a little bit of, uh, of a problem. But he hung in there and he's got his three points. You know, I, I sort of thought, when, when you're watching the first, you know, the first 20 minutes or whatever, most mm. of the game, to be fair... 
That's kind of how Jose wants to play, isn't yeah. it? Compact, Absolutely. defensive, Absolutely. he's got a little bit of pace to break. That's what he's most comfortable at, and that's what he's great at doing. Mm. Yet, City still found little ways to get through. It's like, yeah. that's how it, what he wants to do, but he hasn't quite got do the it players better, doesn't he? to yeah, do it. He's well, got to do it better. better. Yeah. But they hung in there. The goalkeeper made a, a really good save to keep him in the yeah. game. And just a couple of, you know, you're just starting to see the transitional part of it. You talked about Stephen Bergwijn, that, that I think... Gets, gets his goal, but you're thinking, wow, like, this is fast. This Premier League yeah. is quick, and he got cramped yeah, later yeah, yeah. on. He didn't see much of the ball. That's what it might be like under Jose at Spurs for some of the games, not for all of them, mm. because they can dominate as well. Um, Giovanni Lo Celso, my friend, yeah. is turning into a player. Now, Influenced we, the game. We, we know he's a little playmaker. Mm. Um, when that sort of player comes into the Premier League, I always yeah. think, can they adapt to the physicality, the speed yeah. of it? Well, he's adapting, and he's playing in the middle of midfield next to Harry Winks, not a number 10 or, or a fancy yeah. attacking position. He's in the right in the heart of the midfield. And is he best suited to protecting and defending? Probably not, mm. but he looks good enough yeah. with the ball, manoeuvring it, safe pass. passing, yeah. Yeah. and he works hard pass. enough to, to cover and to make interceptions. I yeah. thought he looked really, really good. You got Ndombele coming to the game. Ndombele came on as well. Yeah, I liked when he came on, Rob. I, th I thought that looked good. Yeah, and, um, and Harry Winks, of course, playing alongside him. But, you know, just starting to see the transitional part of, of Spurs and Man City that, that just look a little bit underwhelming. They lost a little bit of edge. Defensively, yeah. again, um, it isn't going great. And, and they had opportunities here with Aguero's chance, etc., etc. of score the penalty. Don't get the, the red card. I just thought they were they kind of, in some ways, were their own worst enemy in looking in a game that looked so far in control. And, and it's a couple of games on the run now, isn't it? League Cup game and, and now Premier League, you know, goalless for them, which, which with, all, with all their talent, with all their array, Rob, that, that's got to be a slight worry for Pep as we go into what is now business end of the season, cup competitions. Obviously, they'll want to make, maintain that, that, that position in second. Champions League, they can't afford to be as wasteful in Europe because, mm. as you've said, bigger teams, yeah, better teams, better defensive teams will, 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 will make them pay. Just before we move on, last quick line, top four. There are four points behind Chelsea Football Club, my friend, that we'll go yeah. on and talk about in, in a second. Two points, uh, only two points ahead of Leicester now. Uh, let's get to that game first, and we'll, at the end of it, we'll figure out yeah. who's going to finish yeah, in yeah, the top yeah. four. Leicester-Chelsea. Um, hmm. Give me your thoughts on that game, initial thoughts. Uh, initial thoughts were that, that, that Frank is going to have a real test now, from now to the end of the season, in terms of having to manage, cajole, man-manage coach this group through the second half of, of a difficult season is first in charge it's going to have Premier League trying to make maintain top four Champions League which will always be ambitious in cup competitions that he's got a um, value and just the day-to-day -day, I think that bringing nobody in uh, in the window is is it was a big miss I think they needed a couple of bodies um, he's got the situation with Olivier Giroud that doesn't seem to be involved as great a guy as he is in France, always talking him up. Obviously, doesn't fancy him on the pitch. Tammy Abraham back, not 100% uh, fit in, in the game. Needing to rely on two Rudiger, Rudiger goals, which is not going to be a, a yeah, secure source. But, yeah. you know, listen, he come up with the goods when you need them. That's what mm. good teams do. But I think it was an indication of it's going to be a real test and a struggle now for Chelsea to just maintain what they've done in the first half of the season. A couple of things, a couple of things for you, Rob. Willie Caballero was a big shout to bring him into the yeah, team for Yeah, the changing goal, yeah. And mm. let's be honest, it didn't work. 
Let's be honest yeah. about it. He made yeah, a mistake for the second Which goal. Which doesn't that leave him leave Frank in a bit of an awkward position now? Because you, the, the, your number one young goalkeeper's probably lost a bit of confidence. Yeah. Might, might have needed the hand on his shoulder, but he's out. So he's feeling a bit down. Caballero's come in, hasn't really done the job, and probably will. you want to drop him. And mm. now you've got two slightly unsettled goalkeepers. Mm. I, I think so. I mean, uh, it was a big call, and we like yeah. young managers making big calls. Yeah. But let's say how it was. I mean, he made a mistake. If he doesn't yeah, run across yeah. there, he's back mm. on his line. He's coming across ready for ready that for shot, and he's out off his, off his line to close the angle down and makes a save. I thought that was a big moment in the game. And also, before that, Rob, just a, a bit of a bigger picture of them. Frank Lampard, really strong on his disappointment at not bringing new players in yeah, the window. And yeah. basically saying, you know, others have you know, we've seen Man United spend money, mm. we've seen Spurs spend money, you know, we're almost going to be underdogs now to finish in the top yeah. four. I yeah. thought that was a little bit I didn't like it. I mean, I think if I'm a player and you hear that, then your expectations... You didn't like it from the set. player's point of view. Well, I just think I, I didn't like it. Full stop. If I'm a player, is, is he lowered my expectations of, my, and, of what we're going to do as a group instead of saying, you know what, I'd like to bring some, a couple of players in. But I totally believe it in this squad of players. Yeah. And, and, I, and we're going to drive on and do our best to finish in the top four instead of lowering the expectation bar as if, like, mm -hmm. wow, we got we got to work out now. Others are better. We're not so good. I don't like that. I think that's a negative yeah, I, I see a different sell. What I, do you I, feel, I feel a different sell. I actually saw it was important that Frank... Frank doesn't want to be I'm, the young, the young manager who's gone into Chelsea Football Club, who Chelsea can just... Oh, it's only Frank. Yeah, that, that, you know, if, if you've yeah. got a big-time manager in there who's ambitious, who wants to win things, who wants success, he, you know, we, we know Josie will demand he wants this. Pep, in turn, Jurgen Klopp will demand or get somebody... I, I thought it was a little marker for Frank to, to let people know, listen, I wanted a player or two in this window, and the club didn't do that. Now, yes, I get that the sell... I think there's a sell to the players, eh? We, this is what we got. This is who we are. We're going to make sure we, we, we do with what we want. I wanted to help you as a group and bring in a little bit more to help Tammy Abraham out, to help maybe guys at the back, maybe yeah, wherever he, he sees <clears throat> someone. So I, I saw it as a slightly different style, and I actually didn't mind it. I thought it was a good move for Frank to, to just let the, the, the opposite Chelsea know he's not going to be a puppet there. Listen, I agree, I mean, Rob. Listen, I yeah. agree with that, and, yeah. and he doesn't want to be seen as a pushover. I understand yeah. that. But the yeah. bit about we're underdogs now. There were seven points free in the top four. There were seven points clear. And saying that we're now underdogs, now you've got Spurs you know, breathing down their neck with just four points behind. Yeah, four points. And now yeah. the pressure's on, and the players thinking, well, you know, we, the manager said we're underdogs. And you know, I don't know. I mean, listen, I agree with the first part, and don't be yeah. a pushover and be, be a bit yeah. cheesed off that you haven't mm -hmm. got your guys. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. You, we, think, we'll the you think that message to the dressing room yeah, might be a bit negative? Yeah, no, it's expectation. Lowers expectation, yeah, and players yeah. will well, take it. They'll take it any out, as we know, mm, if you can just can, relax yeah. off a little bit and not quite mm. get to every ball and to every run and track every runner, etc., etc. I mean, listen, yeah. that's just my take. I might be totally yeah, wrong. Yeah, of course. Listen, we'll see how they go. you have a take, and it's interesting to see how, what, what Frank's saying in the dressing room, what he might be saying publicly and what he might be saying privately might be mm. two different things. But, yeah, it's just interesting. And part of, part of it, Rob, as well, it's great learning for, for Frank. This is what managing the Premier League is about, you know, keeping your, your players happy bringing in new players, making big calls on goalkeepers and players in different positions.
positions, and then having to put it all together and make mm. sure it stays together. So, yeah, mm. it's going to be interesting second half of the season for Chelsea. Looking forward to seeing how that goes. Quick, quick line on Leicester City, Rob, before we move on. I mean, yeah. they, they had, they've had a few bad results and, you know, yeah. tough game at home. Uh, Brendan Rodgers got revved up again. I thought a slow start in the first 20 40, minutes. 49 points from 25 games, Rob. Yeah. They, they've lost as many games as Manchester City now this season. Yeah, I, I just I mean, think Leicester, you know, to, yeah, to rally well there. To, to they rally. can hang in there. Yeah. Next five, six games, if they can still be picking up points, Rob, they've got a great chance, you know, that with the gap that they've got now between yeah, them totally. and uh, Tottenham. They've got a great chance of, of getting Champions League football. But they haven't got a great chance of matching Liverpool Football Club. And <laughs> I'm not sure we've got that many new angles this weekend. We haven't learned that much, maybe a couple of things. But Liverpool, again, yeah. after a big call, a big... Against Southampton, of course, they won 4-0. But there was a yeah. big moment when Danny Ings went through... And yeah. the Brazilian Fabinho went yeah. to challenge the ball. Mm. And his second part of the challenge, for me, looked like a trip. Yeah. And in the end, of course, yeah. nowadays we have VAR. The referee yeah. gave a no call on that. VAR always would look at that as a potential penalty uh, and a huge moment. And VAR it huge said moment. it wasn't a clear and deliberate oh. error. Robbie, yeah. what say you? I say it was an area. It should what have been. Me, yeah. So Liverpool Football Club, and you say you were at the start. What's new? What we talk? To be champions is living. It's brilliant amount of talent, unbelievable desire and, and will to win. Mm. But you need a bit of luck, mate. And they got a bit of luck because in any other circumstances, I think. I think so. I think there was just enough contact, and, and Dink Ings is just trying to take his, his foot, and he gets caught. I think the delay in his sort of fall might have slightly gone against him, mm -hmm. and that the mm -hmm. contact wasn't huge, no. but it was contact, and it yeah. affected his ability to take yeah. his next step. And I think you're right. I think it's a penalty kick. They got a little bit lucky, Liverpool. Mm -hmm. They go on and... and yeah. Make sure that luck stays in their favour with a, with a brilliant second half powerhouse performance. Yeah. Um, goals, Oxley Chamberlain, you know, the two from Mo Salah, Jordan Henderson, who, who's a story unto himself, the way he's just um, improving on, on the season. You know, I'm mm. chucking him in there right now as player of the year candidate. Right now, he's, get, he's getting that, that accolade. But um, yeah, a little bit of luck when they needed it for Liverpool in a game that was tight, which Southampton, I thought, played particularly well. You can see why they're going to get out of trouble and, and with, with what Ralph Hasenhutl's doing and, and, and the way they play. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. I thought they got a little bit fortunate on that decision and what happens they go up the other end and Oxley bangs one in. You talk about potential player of the seasons and you're talking Jordan Henderson. Roberto mm. Firmino, Rob's got to be mm. right there, hasn't he? He's got to be right there. A hat-trick yeah. of assists again. He'll yeah. never be... As long as he's playing for Liverpool, he will mm. never be top scorer of that football club. No. As a no, centre forward, that's not the guy, is That's he? not what he does. No. And I guess our viewers will see it on the tactics session in a couple of days' time. You know, yeah. we just had a look at that, and, and, and you understand his, his movement and his constant thought about where he should be as a striker, yeah. whether it's a running behind, a threatening behind, whether it's just showing up because he needs to play, the other players need to play off of him. Assisting, clever skills, a vision, awareness, pulling the ball back for the Henderson goal. I mean, it, again, another marvellous... Our, our listeners, I'm sure they, they know how we feel yeah, about him, but yeah. another masterclass in the modern-day striker. You might want to call him a false nine. He comes off mm. his line a lot and gets involved in the play, yes. But what a good number nine he is, and a very different type of number nine than what you'd normally... Um, think of. You've, you've just picked a thought for me, Robbie Musto, and, and this is for our older uh, listeners and viewers, or our older, certainly Liverpool fans. Just picked a thought of that. Let, let me go back to yesterday, when Liverpool were great, when they last were great, when they last were winning things. I know where you're going to go. a certain guy named go. Peter yeah. Beardsley. Oh, yeah. 
you I remember? I thought you were going to go Peter... Kenny Dalglish's assistant nah, as well. Um, Peter Beardsley, Robbie must mm. know, was a brilliant attacking number 10, number 9, who played with Ian Rush. He'd drop off into areas. He'd play wide. He'd link the play. He could see a pass. He scored... 12 to 15 goals, but probably created another 30 for his teammates. Is he a modern-day Peter Beardsley? Yeah, he probably is. I mean, Beardsley was a brilliant player, but, oh, he, but he is. I mean, it's just, it's just very footballer. unusual. It's just very yeah. unusual, and it's, yeah. it's, it's born out of two crazy good wide players that score goals in, in yeah. Sadio Mane and Mo Salah. Salah gets another couple of goals as well. That's how it's born out of, and that's how it's a fascinating team. Three workers in midfield, two goal yeah. scorers, one enabler, the sister in Firmino, mm. two amazing fullbacks, and great centre backs. And again, centre backs, Joe Gomez, Robbie Earl. <sighs> I mean, how good is he as a young kid? Was he 22 years of age, Joe yeah. Gomez? And, learning and, and playing alongside Virgil van Dijk. He, he had the little fallout with Sterling for England, and his form yeah. looked like it was just maybe not going right. Matip, Matip was playing, I think, then, and, and Lovren had had a game or two. And mm. We're kind of wondering about Joe Gomez. Mm, is, is this going is, is, is to continue on, on the path that it started? Wow, he looks imperious. He, yeah. he, he, he looks just, you know, Van Dijk has to take a lot of credit because I think together they work well and he keeps him on his toes and he's, he's always kind of whispering in his ear and things. But wow, that, that natural ability, that Pace. athleticism, he reads situations well. He's starting to, to, to intercept, you know, the, 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 the real great centre-backs, the Rio Ferdinands of the like, who started to affect the centre-forward by now and then nipping in front and yeah. nicking the ball and, and knowing when to drop off. Yeah, just, just top-class stuff at the moment. And now, Robbie Musto, after the Manchester City defeat, 18 more points. 18 more points for Liverpool to win their first yeah. Premier League title. Six more wins on the pace they're going, yeah. which could be as early, I believe, as, as March now. Somewhere around yeah, March. again, we'll talk United next, but, I mean, just, yeah. I mean, 24 wins out of 25 in this <laughs> English Premier League yeah. is, is ridiculous. Mm. I mean, it really is to do that week in, week out, away from home. No losses, of course, one draw and all that is remarkable. And, yeah. and you know, maybe they haven't been at their, their perfect best in terms of giving up opportunities, but not far away from it, I really believe it, that. It, you contrast the two today between Liverpool yesterday and Manchester City today, who both control the game, who both, mm. you know, at times have a struggle. Mm. But then Liverpool just go like, bang, powerhouse, goals from wide, goals from wide, goals from midfield, another win. Mm. City... Haven't, at the moment, have just got, got out of that, that, that yep. funk. They haven't quite got that, thick, that edge now where they're just not quite on top of the game and, and, and they haven't quite got that, that ability to just go and go two, three, four, four up and, and, and win a match. Old Trafford, my friend. Um, yes. We will hear from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer when we've had an initial chat about the game. His mm. comments afterwards were a little, mm. a little strange. Um, but the yet. game, nil-nil against Wolverhampton Wanderers, the much-anticipated yes. Bruno Fernandes uh, mm. debut, debut yeah. a big, big, what was he, $88 million, a yeah. massive fee. It's a, big, it's a big number, yeah. It's a big number. He played in different spots in midfield, yeah. always wanting to get on the ball. He had Correct. a couple of great shots. He yeah. looks bright. I thought yeah. the players kind of played up to his style. Juan Mata, Andrea Pereira, yeah. and they yeah. all were, were, were showing, and it's this little tippy-tappy football, mm. I thought, didn't really get him anywhere. Um, even though it looks good at times, United have possession in the ball, and we, we yeah. want to see that, but we want to see possession and then penetration. Get in behind defenders, find a way, dribble past, play through, one-twos. Yeah. That was a lacking part, even though they had all that possession. What did you think, first of all, of Bruno Fernandes, Rob? Bruno Fernandes, I think Robbie Musto in time, $88 million is a big number, but in, in real world 
uh, standing now, not that big. I mean, people have suggested he's the, the new Paul Scholes. Well, they they were only small Calm feet he had, but they were only people yeah. say they were small feet that Scholes had, but massive boots to fill. I understand what you mean, and apparently, you know, he, he's been in teams where he's the guy, everybody gives him the ball, it's built around him. I remember when, when Sebastian Veron came to Manchester United, and he was a similar player, who played in Italy and, and obviously Argentina, but he struggled at Man United to, to sort of influence games on the manner that he should, his ability was, was too good. Now, he went into a better Man United team than this is. Bruno Fernandes will get better as the quality of players around him are better. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes will show more of his intelligence and his creativity the better movement he has in front of him. So when you've got a front three of Martial, Mata, and either James or, or Pereira, I don't think that's at the level where you're going to see the best of Bruno Fernandes. No, and that's right. And, and that continues into that argument, really, about the striker. I yeah. Mean, to let Lukaku go. I remember in the, gener- in the summer window, Rob, uh, I was quite fired up. I'm like, yeah. Wow. OK, United have brought some good players in, but they're not going to get another striker. You're going to rely on Ma- yeah. uh, Martial and Rashford all season long, yeah, yeah. apart from the potential of injury, but just the, the personality to lead the line at this football club mm. has been hit and miss. Rashford's got a lot better, so that still comes into it now. Absolutely. We have the uh, Odinagalo situation uh, <laughs> that they bring him in, and I've got to ask your opinion did, on did that. He, did he, was there a Chinese lottery that he won? And, and, <laughs> and the prize was you get six <laughs> months at Man United. I, mean, I didn't know quite what to say, Rob, the transfer deadline oh, day it, show it, was like... It, it, uh, what Gallo? I, I uh, listen. He's on. A, he's on a fortune over there. And I guess Absolutely. you know when his agents phoning and saying, "Listen, we've heard that Spurs are interested, but Man United." I mean, did did he think what is going on? I got the choice between Spurs and Man United. Is this embarrassing, Rob, or is it yeah. the only guy it, left that would come it, to United? It's a, it's a state of where Manchester United are right now. That they're going for a guy who. In, in, other, in other circumstances, Rob, would be a good championship striker, right. a debatable Premier League striker. Right. Exactly. That's the level we're talking at. Yeah, it is. That is exactly the level we're talking at. It, 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 it's unknown. When, when you think of the when Solskjaer was playing and Teddy oh, Sheringham, no, Dwight don't, York no, and, and Andy Cole. Don't say the name. Don't, I mean, Van Nistelrooy and, yeah, and, and Van yeah. Persie and, and Rooney Dwight, Dwight York and Ronaldo. And, yeah, I, I, stop. You know, no, not even, not even in this, in in the same postcode, Rob. Yeah, yeah. I, it's something. Listen, let's give him a chance. And he, I mean, yeah, listen, he might, he might be. He might be what they need. It's another body. He's big. It's he's direct. He's saying, yeah. His touch isn't good, Rob. Yeah. He's not good to join in off and play. Yeah. So unless they're going to go a bit more direct and play yeah. over the top, and he's going to, you know, open his legs and see, use his pace and power. Yeah. And even when he gets there, Rob, I'm not sure he's a great finisher. No. Listen, nil nil at home against Wolves. Yeah. I expected more. I'm pretty sure yeah. the Man United fans expected more from that. Let's listen yeah. to the manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and what he thought of that performance. Oli, how would you sum that up? Well, a game like, uh, as you expected, really. Uh, we uh, dominated the game, loads of possession. Um, they're giving us problems on counter-attacks and some, uh, some set plays. Uh, we've, we played so many games the last two months and the players are down to the bare bones, really. The energy levels are down and they need a break now. 
Oh, blimey. Robbie Earl, I want your reaction to those words, please. Uh, dominated the possession. Um, had ball in areas of the pitch where they weren't going to hurt Wolves. Wolves allowed them to yeah. do that in, in yeah. some respects. I think Jose's got a thing, hasn't he? You know, who, he who has the ball most will make the most mistakes. Yeah. So it's not like you, no, you're dominating all, in, in, not the in, in a controlled uh, way. As expected, that, Rob. Is that what as, as expect, Yeah, as expected. So now what we're saying is, is at home to Wolverhampton Mondays, we know have uh, 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 been a progressive, good side under Nuno, Nuno Espirito Santo, who got promoted from the Championship last season. We're now expected that a nil-nil draw is, is seen as good. He's talked about, Rob, he, he, he was talking, in, in, in a, I heard him after the game, about, like, they're hard to play against. They're, they're difficult to break they're down. Score against them. Yeah. They're, they're difficult to score against. Well, I, I looked a little. I, I thought, let me let me have a look. I think every team apart from Leicester and West Ham have scored against, have scored against Wolves in the league. So mm. actually, that's not that's not fact, Holly. It, mm -hmm. it, it's difficult for you to think. And the problem with Manchester United is, and one of the things I wrote down in, in, on my little list of as you're watching the game, little risk. So these little reward. With the yeah. football, Rob. They play yeah. safe in here. There's no risk. There's no no creativity. There's no imagination. I mean, Bruno Fernandes can do that. He can he's do He's got that. to have runners. They were like Correct. He's got to have... He's, when he picks runners. his head up, he's got to have people going around the corner. So as the ball's coming to him, mm. the centre-forward's already making the run. So you remember the um, G Gini, uh, Jorginho pass into Tammy Abram a, few, a couple of months yeah. ago. I think it was against Watford, where the ball's coming to Jorginho. He knows the runner's going. He's already... All those things come to together, the pass goes in behind, the defender's out of the place and Tammy Abraham scores a goal. Mm. That's high-level, intelligent, creative football. Mm. Bruno Fernandes has got that kind of ability, but if that centre-forward doesn't make that run, doesn't get on the same wavelength, doesn't create the opportunity... Bruno Fernandes is going to have to start looking like a bad player because he now has to take a touch when that ball comes and a midfield player like Robbie Muster or Robbie Earl is going to go bang and get tight to him and stop his passing mm. movements. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the next game, they've got a break now. So, you know, even the words about being tired and, and needing a rest. I mean, Wolves down, have played Down to bare game. bones. Yeah, Wolves I don't think that, that, that with what you spend, Rob, and your Manchester United, that doesn't work. It might work if you're Bournemouth and you're Watford and you're Aston Villa with down to bare bones. Yeah. Somehow, when you've let Lukaku, Lukaku go, is is Alexis Sanchez and people... And, and, Herrera, and others. And, yeah, and others, yeah. And, and you can't be... People aren't going to, you know, feel sorry for Manchester United are down to their bare bones. Yeah, they've got Chelsea away next time they come mm. out on on Monday, the February 17th. That's it. Yeah, 16 you know, days they, now, haven't they? they, they, got, they a, got a bit of a rest. Yeah, they could drop down a little bit. You know, the, the table at that point is very, very tight. They could drop down. No, another worst team... Worst start yeah. in, Sorry, just, just sorry. on that yeah. one. The worst start in Premier League history, Robbie Muster. Yeah. Everybody keeps, you know... At some point, we, we have got to ask some serious questions about matching. And I know the plan, and it looks like Ollie's a guy. But, but seventh in the table, 35 points from 25 games. The worst start ever in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems like they've gone down a road with him and a new culture, a new philosophy, mm -hmm. and, and signings again, if you think about the summer signings, and Bruno Fernandes kind of makes sense signings. It's not yeah. enough for me to say, oh, he's the man then. We made great yeah. signings. Yeah. If yeah. Richard Pochettino, I keep saying it, I'm sorry to say it again, everybody, He'd, he'd do this and a ton more yeah, and with more this plus, squad. Yeah, so plus, don't yeah. think that he's doing okay with these young players. He would do more with them. And then when you add the, the squad, I mean, the potential midfield of McTominay, Pogba, and Bruno Fernandes is is pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how Pogba feels about it all. Who knows? But you know, he's a good signing. They should be doing better. They've got their rest. Let's see how they do, Rob, when they come back uh, from yeah. the break. Another team that that I feel should be doing better. 
and I was really disappointed today, Rob, mm. was, was Arsenal. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now, Mikel Arteta, we agree, has improved the shape and the, the well, maybe the structure of the team to make them yeah. more solid and, yeah. and, and not to get played through so easily. And yeah. we agree, we wanted to see Aubameyang, Lacazette, Ozil, Pepe, <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, in the same team. Yeah. But, I mean, Pepe was dropped for this game for Martinelli, who deserves, totally yeah. deserves to play. Yeah, yeah. Why were they so disappointing at Burnley, Rob? Explain it to me. It's a good question. Um, I'm going to try and, and, and stay with Arteta on this one, and, and I'm not giving him an out. I'm trying to explain the situation. I think, Rob, over the last two to three years, there's been so much that's not been good and, and right about Arsenal in that this guy is starting to try and get things right. Now, bear with me, because, because I know you were fired up with this one. If he's, if he's increasing the intensity of training, if he's working at a different level than the players are used to, it's going to take its toll. Now, what the problem you have is we only, and, and our listeners and viewers, only can view a football club by what you see on mm. the 90 minutes that happens. Mm. If there's good work going on behind the scenes, it's going to be for the long-term future. Unfortunately, we don't see that in a nil-nil draw at Burnley. And I, and I, and I would like to think, and, and the noises that you come out and the bits you read and, and the players and, and you know, the likes of Lee Dixon, who's still close to it, get, I get the sense that they start, they're the start of good work going on at the football club. And maybe, Rob, the intensity of training is so some of the players are not quite as sharp. Well, it shouldn't, as, be, as it shouldn't be so intense then. No, Don't I train know, them to a point where they can't play on a he, Saturday. He, but what, and I'm trying to say, he's probably trying to do too many parts of, of, of a job that needs, like I said, the most important thing right now for Arsenal is to win football matches and, and get themselves up the table. Sit 10th in the table. <sighs> That's unacceptable. Same as Burnley. The same as it's Burnley. Una, yeah, it's unacceptable for, for, for Arsenal Football Club. But... I do believe that the work that Mikel Arteta's doing in the long run will benefit yeah. this club, and we might see, yeah. might not see the benefit of that till next summer. The, the, and, the, and by the way, this the, the group as a whole, the, the complexity of the group needs needs a change. Well, that, that's the thing, isn't it? And we, we yeah. can agree that he's yeah. doing good work and yeah. he might be doing good work behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you, we, you do refocus on these players because Correct. different managers now, yeah. many different yeah. managers, mm -hmm. and still a lack of yeah. drive, a lack of mentality to go and, and win games like this. Now, again, now it feels like I'm picking on this guy. We give him credit when, he, when credit's been yeah. deserved. Mesut Ozil, there's nobody supported this guy more than the manager, Mikel Arteta. The first yeah, thing he did yeah. was get him in the team. You yeah. want to play number 10, I'm going to yeah, build a yeah. team around you. You're going to be a number 10. Midfield players sit behind the ball. It's sometimes it's Lucas, uh, sometimes it's Gendouzi. It was today, Granit Xhaka. They'll sit behind. You get on the ball. Yeah. Now, he floated out to the right-hand side to get on the ball a few times, had a few early touches. He's not yeah. influencing enough, even though he's been given full licence by a manager that loves him to do it. Yeah. yeah. Where are we? What does he do with him? Is he going to continue to back him, trust him? Or is he going to say, you know what, enough's enough. I've given you opportunities. Yeah. I'm going to do my very best to get rid of you in the, the summer. The, there's, it's interesting. There's a big call coming at, in the summer with Mazatizel because Mikel Arteta will have given him the, the full run. He, he's played him. He's tried him in the 10. He's put him wide. He's tried to accommodate him. Blah, blah. My, my, the, the question back to you answering your question and, and let's just forget that his work rate wouldn't be good enough but let's say you could plug him into Manchester City's team 
would you get the same as it is, or is, is there a better player in there? I don't think there's a better player in there now. You don't now? No. Oh, so that's interesting. See, I still why, think he's why, a quality. So why I still is it coming out now? Quality. Well, why is it coming out now? A manager that trusts him. He's in a spot. He's in a team that want to try and play. He's got a trust of a manager. He's got everything's built around him. Why is he? Where's that better yeah, player? It's, it's, why is that going to come out somewhere else? Because... By be- with better players working at, uh, on a, on, at a better level each week, I still think he can be a match winner, Rob. He can, oh. He's still got. I don't know if he's he can anymore, Rob. I don't know if he can anymore. Well, that 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 is the question yeah. that we we, you, we don't is debate. But you put that left foot in, and we talked about the craft of what Manchester United need for argument's sake. And again, I'm not saying he's a better version of one matter. On his day, he's a better version of one matter. He's on his day, Rob. His that, that's that's a few years yeah. ago now. I'm not sure he's yeah, a better I, version right now. Is it, if he pops into the United team, is he going to do any more than Juan Mata did the other day? Well, Mata because was United alive, don't. That's why I'm trying to say... It, well, which team, which team could you team? put him in? He wouldn't live with well, Arsenal well, midfield players. He wouldn't live with that. Man City? Is he, is, he good in, is he better than Bernardo yeah. Silva and David yeah, Silva and Kevin yeah. De Bruyne? That, no. that would be the question. Under a manager like that, in an environment like that, with, with, bet, with all the things in place better... Would you get the the, the, the old Mesut? Is, is the old Mesut still there? He's done for me. He's done for me. He's done. He's done. Yeah, well, I, I think you may well be right, and I think Mikel Arteta is almost giving him the the, right. the, the way to play himself out of the right. team and out of the football club. Right. I think that's where he's going. So, yeah. mind made up now. You've had the six months. We had a good look yeah, at we'll you. Mesut, it's not yeah. working. Yeah. And you're on a lot of money, by the way, so we've got to get some of that off the way. Try and, and get and, some and, of it. And go, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Go another way, but yeah, it, listen, I just that, feel for It's a tough one as well. For, mm. it's, it's got to be so tough for Arteta in his first job that he's got, you know, that kind of Mesut Ozil who you're desperate. Just show me what you can do. He's got some good young kids who are coming in who need a bit of help. Mm. He's got one or two sort of flaky defenders who you can't really rely on, but you know they're doing okay. And mm. there's just so many plates he's juggling without really knowing. I've got this bit sorted, and, 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 I'm, and you know that's the base where I'm working from. Yeah, so Arsenal Burnley locked on 31 mm. points, 10th and 11th. Huge disparity and difference there in, in, <laughs> in financial <laughs> wow. um, capability and wage, but etc. Let's see if Arsenal can improve and push a little higher in the league table. Mm. Just rounded up, Rob, some of the other fixtures, and there were yeah. some massive games at the bottom of the table, uh, none more so than Bournemouth that under Eddie Howe oh. have been floundering, yeah. and a lot of people saying... Is his message getting old? Can he motivate the group? Well, they had a massive victory when they needed to against Aston Villa. Um, which just leaves just just eases the pressure somewhat. There's still yeah. absolutely takes him out of the bottom three, doesn't it? Yeah, takes him out of the bottom, the bottom three, three, which has got to be a lift by a him. couple of points. But it was a yeah. big and, and there's life in Eddie Howe yet, Rob, isn't there? I mean, Correct. It, it doesn't necessarily Correct. mean that, that it's all going to fall down because they had a really bad run, does it? No, and and he's shown that he's, he can still deliver the message. He can, you know. Ask his team when they're desperate to pull out a couple of performances, and that's kind of what we've been saying. Come on, Eddie, you've got to show us yeah. now. You've got, yeah. you've got to you know, bear yeah. your bones, in. and he's done that now. It's about continuing. It's about making sure that they, you know, he keeps some standards. That they're out the bottom three at the moment. That's such a weight off your shoulders when when you're not in in that bottom three. You look at the league table every day. You, you go and, and have a little look at it. Um, he's just got to keep this going now. He's got to make sure that they stay above the likes of Villa, stay above that line, and he it'll be another chapter to his managerial career in the Premier League and I think it'll do him good to have, have gone through this and come out the other side. Yeah, he's still got, well, I agree, he's still got work to do though when you look at yeah. the bottom of the table a team that, that's dropped in it is West Ham United Rob and what Oof. were they? 2-0 up? 3-1 up? Worry. And they, and they, <laughs> worry for West Ham. You just sort I've, I've of got think, <laughs> well everybody's got, got to be worried yeah. about West Ham, I've got they? worries. Um, David Moyes, with David Moyes style players would keep West Ham in the league. 
fact. David Moyes, with this group of West Ham players, has got a massive challenge on. Because there's not too many what David Moyes would call his profile of player in this know, football Rob. club. There, there's too many good footballers, Rob, who there's think l- they're too good. <laughs> I know, there's but too many still got good Declan footballers. David got... Moyes is not is not a manager. He's not an Eddie Howe who's going to play his way out of football with his with his philosophy and his strategy and his way. David right. ha- David Moyes is a dogged, strong, defensive. Dogs of war will fight and scrap our way out of, the, of this position. You look round that you look round that dressing room, Robbie Musto, I and I don't see too many Mark, of those who, who, are, who are fighters and scrappers. Mark Noble is, Declan Rice is, uh, Dio, the, the defenders are. Michael Antonio. Rob, you've got passengers. A I few. used to say in the past with with West Ham, they they carry too many passengers, too many players who. Think they're a free ride. Don't think they have to work as hard. But when you dial back the, the team selection, the balance, Rob. You play Robert Snodgrass, who's not a brilliant, but he's a worker. Yeah. You play Snodgrass he's a worker in midfield being. with Declan Rice, Correct. Mark Noble. You got Correct. Mikel Antonio up there with Sebastian Allaire. Yeah. You fill yeah. it with defenders. I think he's got enough there, Rob. To be fair, to, to grind. I know what you're saying, and, and, and with Lanzini and Pablo Fornells and, yeah, and Philippe Anderson, Anderson, the talent yeah. and how West Ham wanted to go. Yeah. That has not worked. But I think there's enough there just to go into this emergency yeah. mode it's, of grind it's a and David Moore. I know it's a challenge. I, and, and, and they have seen that. Have you seen that run a, run a game? I don't want to even. I, West Ham shouldn't even look at it because it's Man, Man City away, Liverpool away. Just the next two, and then they go like they've got Chelsea and this. And <laughs> I mean, they've got a, a yeah. oh, honestly, mate, they've got yeah. a run that you're thinking, wow. Yeah. Not many points there. Yeah, they're, they're really in trouble. I mean, and, and also yeah. just touching on Watford's game, Watford mm. two, Everton three. Again, like I look at Nigel Pearson, yeah. my old buddy there, the two 0 up. He's laughing and joking on the sideline. All of a sudden, it goes very, very wrong. Watford, that we Ten, all thought yeah. were going to mm. be okay, they're back second, bottom in yeah. the table again. Yeah. All, all can they that. go again, Rob? The players uh, they've got. I think they, they can, can, but it's tough to Rob. That's the next thing. You know, you, you have that little lift and everything. Everybody's buzzing and that. Then you, it, it, you know. It, Intensity drops. Everybody sort of goes back to where you were mm. before, you know, before he came in. And now he's got. He's almost got to have a new manager bump again. Yeah. Difficult to do second yeah. time around. But Nigel's the kind of guy. He's been down there before. We know he's got tried and trusted methods. And um, Watford fans, I think, will still believe because I think that they look to me like they, they, they're going to win win some games. They're going to lose some, but they'll win games. Mm. I think some of the other time, teams down there, you, you're worrying mm. where wins are going to come from. Okay, the final part of our show, Robbie, underappreciated performance of the uh, weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Antonio Rudiger, uh, a Chelsea defender that missed a big chunk at the start of the season um, with injury. And yeah. uh, Frank Lampard's had to be patient without him, and he's back into the team. He's a natural defender, one of the best centre-backs in the Premier League. He loves a tackle, he loves a grapple, he loves a pull, he loves a fight. And, and, and to get a couple of goals, when really Chelsea, you know, a weak they were loose in midfield. They let goals. They conceded some goals. Antonio Rudiger this weekend. I don't know whether people appreciate how good he is as a defender, but he's, yeah. he's totally worth a mention when he scores two goals for his team away at Leicester City. Who's yours? My only appreciate performance of the week goes to the modern-day Peter Beardsley, Bobby Firmino, Robbie mm. Musto. Three assists at the weekend. I mean, this guy is. 
plays a 9 and 8, a 10, a 7 and 11, <laughs> all at the same time. He, he disrupts defences. He's always looking for teammates. He's more than goals and assists. He, he's, he's the conduit. He's the glue between the attacking players. The threats come on the wide players with, with the likes of, of, of Mane and Salah. Mm. But it's he that, that, that upsets defenders, that draws people out of position so those wide guys can fly in. Mm. Uh, he's a joy to have. Um, he's possibly one of the the most important players in, in, in this team. Is he really underappreciated, though, Rob? Or do you? I mean, we uh, appreciate him. Well, I, I tell you why I would say he's underappreciated, Rob. Because if you were to, when we talk, I think PFA Player of the Year. I don't think Firmino will make anybody's team. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And that's why he's, un- he's yeah. underappreciated. Because I think yeah. if you play with him, you'd have him. In, Liverpool players would probably have him yeah. in their team. Yeah. They can't vote for him, but yeah. Mm. Um, oh, nice work, Mr. Musto. Yeah, enjoyed it, my friend. One. Yeah, uh, it was a good week. So, on mm. a weekend when Jose gets one over Pep, getting important three points for Spurs, and Liverpool need only six more wins now to win their first Premier League title. That could come as early as somewhere around mid-March. Them soft Premier League stars there having a winter break next <laughs> week, but me and Musty, we're ploughing on, mate. We've got a podcast <laughs> next week, Sunday, February the 9th, when we'll talk about the first half of match week 26 so make sure you join us for that but for now I'm Earl he's Musto together with the two Robbies thanks for listening it's a good night from me and it's a good night from him good night good night the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand life is a highway and on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.